is the Cloud Now Podcast, your launchpad for Amazon Web Services. Welcome to the Cloud Out Podcast. My name is Andreas. And my name is Michael. We are on a mission to explore Amazon Web Services. Listen to the Cloud Out Podcast to deepen your AWS knowledge, stay up to date, and get inspired. Every month, we discuss a topic about all things AWS in this podcast. And the special thing is, one of us prepares the topic, and the other one does not know about it yet. What's the subject for this episode, Michael? Yeah, Andreas, um, we are going to talk about an open source project of us. Um, it's called uh, Free Templates for AWS Cloud Formation. So what we are basically doing, we will have a look at the project. We will uh, kind of understand what um, kind of problem it solves. And we will look a little bit into the use cases that um, you can solve with it. So that's the plan for today. Perfect. That sounds great, Michael. So let's get started. All right. So when you write a CloudFormation template, Andreas, um, I, I know um, that, that you know that it's a lot of work. So you usually run into many issues. So because the documentation is not always complete, like the CloudFormation documentation, you have to pass magic values here and there. Um, Sometimes um, combinations of attributes don't work. So for example, if you enable encryption address with an instance type that is too small, it's not going to work. Um, and the problem here is that you will not really find this out in a quickly manner. It takes a long time until we get feedback from CloudFormation that uh, the infrastructure is not um, creatable. So the feedback cycles are usually quite long. So if you ever create an Elasticsearch cluster, this can easily take 30 or 45 minutes um, so basically, if you're working for eight days and um, eight hours a day, then you have uh, kind of 12 tries per day to make sure that it works. So it is painful. And besides that, um, like besides the long feedback cycles, um, we also see that, I mean, most AWS uh, environments kind of follow similar architectures, um, or you can also say best practices. So what we did very early on in our uh, journey with AWS, we kind of collected or we kind of merged the templates that we created for customers together and we published them as an open source project in, and it is actually 2015. So late 2015, we published this um, project, Andreas, I just <laughs> wow. uh, researched that, yeah. Crazy. So it's now six years old, mostly six years old. Um we see that it is used by quite a few companies, also by uh, or by smaller companies, larger companies. So we have more than, I think, 2,000 um, stars on GitHub and I think 1,000 forks or something. So the project is used, it is still used, um, and it, it grows in adoption. Um, and we also expanded the functionality, the, the number of templates that we have in the, in the project over the years. Yeah, Michael, I'm, I would really say, so... Having that set of CloudFormation templates was really a game changer for uh, our consulting clients because we could basically reuse the same templates over and over again and they improved over time, which may, means um, our consulting um, clients benefit from all the work we did the, the past six years by basically having those um, all, the, all the experience, all the knowledge that we gained over the years um, yeah, in those templates. So that means we can build up infrastructures, bootstrap infrastructures very quickly 
and um, can yeah can use um, those reuse those templates and also of course um, then um, we we get the feedback from those projects and can can bring it back to the project so that's really um, yeah really valuable. Yeah. So as AWS um, kind of uh, always tells us, uh, so there is also like six years of operational experience in the templates now. So not only in their services. Yeah. Um, the cool thing, not only our customers benefit from that because it's open source. I know that many other consultancies use our templates and also many just companies just use them and spin up the infrastructure. So maybe one step um, back. So what, what is so special about the templates? Um, because you can actually find templates in, at, at other places as well. Um, I think the biggest benefits are that first, they are peer-reviewed. So it's not only a single person who creates them. It is at least reviewed by another person. So usually that's either me or Andreas. Um, if the pull request comes from the outside or if I create a pull request, then um, you are going to review it, Andreas. Um, so that's, I think, a big benefit. And then the other big benefit is that we have automated tests. So every week we spin up all the templates um, using multiple combinations of parameters and actually create the infrastructure. And we do this in multiple regions. And this way we can ensure that the templates are actually working. And we catch quite a few bugs because of that. Uh, so timing uh, things during startup. Um, so it is now a, I would say, um, battle-tested um, templates And I don't think that you can find templates with such a uh, quality at, at many other places on the internet. And um, the other cool benefit, and that's the last benefit I'm kind of um, proud of, is that they are production ready. And what we mean by that is, if no other limitations are documented, then the templates are by default highly available. That means there's no single point of failure. So for example, if you spin up easy tools, they always run in an auto-scaling group um, and things like that. So If something goes wrong, the infrastructure will make sure that it um, deals with that problem automatically. The other point is scalability. Um, by default, the templates adapt to capacity changes. So they scale out or they scale in, for example, if they're EC2 based, um, or they use databases that can do that as well for us. Um, so that's another big benefit. And then we have this, uh, what we call frictionless deployment. So you can update our templates from one version to the other without a downtime. Uh, so you can just update a CloudFormation stack using the new template and it will continue to work um, as before. And the same applies to your applications that you spin up with our um, templates. So for example, if you use uh, one of the ECS or Fargate templates, if you change the Docker image, it will be rolled out um, in a rolling fashion. So you will not impact your users. Then we have um, security built-in. So this applies to all the software that is installed and the Amazon machine images that are used. So we constantly update them whenever new versions um, are released. We also follow the least privileged principle uh, in the areas of IAM and the network as well. And then we also support encryption and we also uh, enable backups. So you can kind of trust that those templates will configure your infrastructure in um, the best way that's possible at this uh, time. When, um, so for example, if AWS doesn't support so one of the features, then we can, of course, not enable them. But if they are supported, we enable them for you. Last but not least, our templates are also operator-friendly, which means by default, they lock uh, everything. And by default, they are monitored. And by default, they are also CloudFormation alarms created so you can receive um, alerts if things go really wrong. And that's all done out of the box. So you don't have to touch the template to do so. Um, 
And that is, I think, very powerful. Um, I know that many, many people don't really use the templates as they are um, because they just kind of copy them and then they make their own adjustments. And that is perfectly fine. So you can also just use them as a basis and then um, um, yeah, add whatever you need or whatever is uh, required in your, um, in your situation. I want to highlight one aspect, Michael. Um, you mentioned it already, but I think that's really important. So the templates are versioned and um, that means you can also update them and we have make sure that there are no breaking changes or um, that there are release notes that help you to upgrade from one version to another. So I think that's very important and uh, a very important aspect of it. Oh yeah, that's right, Andreas. So because we run those templates in so many environments, we are kind of motivated to make sure the update progress is as seamless as possible and because we don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Um, so what we do is when we change the major version and then we, um, we have a migration guide because then there is usually a breaking change and we publish a migration guide that tells you exactly what you need to do to migrate to the new version. But we keep to try the keeping changes to a minimum and um, actually we don't release really so many breaking changes. So I think we are now at version, I don't know, I cannot even remember the names, but uh, <laughs> it's a long time uh, since we don't have uh, a, breaking, a breaking change. That's kind of how the, the, the idea behind the project. So the question now is, okay, how can I actually use it and what can I do with it? And the way the project is structured is that we have a bunch of templates and you can, and you can spin them up. Like when you spin up a template, you create a stack and then you can kind of wire them together. So for example, you usually need a VPC. So before you really start doing anything on AWS, um, if it runs on uh, the network, you need a VPC. So one of the first templates that you likely will use is the VPC template. And so you go into the CloudFormation UI, you uh, create a stack based on the template, and then the VPC is ready. So that's one of the first steps. But now you can um, enhance the VPC setup. So maybe you need um, NAT gateways because you have public and private subnets, but you might want to reach out to the internet from the private subnets. So you could use our template um, to spin up NAT gateways. And then you might need um, a VPN bastion host because you want to connect from, uh, like, like the developers want to connect to the VPC to reach the database, for example. So you would use our template to create a VPN bastion host. Um, then you might think, okay, what about a Route 53 zone? So what about DNS? So you could again create a template, or use a template from us to create the, the hosted zone, and so on and so forth. And all those templates are kind of linked um, together. So for example, the VPN bastion host integrates with the, the, the public zone template. So the VPN will create an, an DNS entry into your DNS, for example. So that is um, what I mean if you combine multiple templates together. And we also have this um, template where the uh, operational um, uh, alert stack is created. So this is basically where you specify your email address and then you receive the alerts from all the templates if things go wrong. So this is um, how you can structure your VPC, for example. But this is usually not very dense because, I mean, you have a VPC, that's, that's great. Um, but, I mean, usually we want to run something in the VPC. So in the next step, once you have the VPC deployed, um, you want to deploy an application. And what we do support um, with our templates is containerized apps. And we have um, everything for um, ECS um, without Fargate. We also have all the templates for ECS with Fargate. 
And I will talk about the Fargate uh, option here because I think that's the, the, convenient, the convenient option these days. So what you, for example, do, you create a Fargate cluster temp, uh, by using the cluster template and then you create a service. This is also another um, template of us. And then you might need a database. So you can use our MySQL template. You can also use the Postgres template. You can use the Aurora template. You can use Aurora serverless template. So it's all there. Um, Elastic Cache is there. Elastic Search is there. Uh, Document DB is there. Um, I don't know if I've forgotten something, but ba basically all the options that are available on AWS are available as templates as well. And then you can link the service together with um, your RDS database. And that's basically all you need to kind of run your web application. Um, so that's very convenient. And by default, you get the alerts. They will all send their messages to the operational topic. Um, and everything integrates into your um, public zone stack, for example. So you will see DNS entries for your web application. So that's all taken care of. Um, you can really run your application uh, on top of the templates um, using all the benefits that we um, described at the beginning. And this is just one of the use cases for the templates. There are many, many others. Um, and I, I think you can combine them in, in, in lots of uh, useful ways. Um, so that's kind of what the project is about. And we now can uh, maybe talk a little bit about what other options are available. Um, so for example, um, if you are not interested in writing your own CloudFormation templates, but if you still want to modify uh, things a little bit, then you have, I think, other options as well. So for example, we have another project that's called CloudFormation Modules, CFN Modules. And this project is following a little bit a different approach. It is more fine granular. So to reach your goal of applying, uh, of hosting an application, you would probably need maybe five to 10 modules. So with the template approach, you can maybe use three templates and your application is up and running. So the modules are fine, more fine granular, but that makes it a little bit easier to reuse them. And also it makes it easier to modify them. So that could be one option. And there are many examples in the CFN modules project. So for example, if you're looking in the Fargate direction, you will find examples, what modules you need to um, uh, connect together to host um, a container in AWS. But if you are not really interested in all those YAML files, then there might be other options. So these days um, we have the CDK, the AWS CDK, which is a project to generate CloudFormation templates, but you don't see that basically because you can write um, the infrastructure definition in a programming language. And there are so-called higher level constructs. So you might find something similar than what we offer. So we don't offer a project in this regard at the moment, but there are other people doing uh, things like that. So you might want to check that out um, if you're not so much interested in, in the CloudFormation templates themselves. So yeah, Andreas, do you have any use case in mind where we use our templates uh, in our client's project besides running a Fargate infrastructure? Yes, so um, I can um, remember one project. So we have a template also for a Jenkins infrastructure. So we have a few, <laughs> how can you say that? So really applications that are running from scratch on AWS infrastructure, and one of them is Jenkins. Um, so uh, I've used that in a project to build up a, a Jenkins infrastructure with a, a Jenkins um, um, yeah, server and then Jenkins uh, workers that spin up when there is something to build. So a CI, CD infrastructure based on Jenkins. This is uh, one that I can remember. And um, uh, another thing that I 
think of is um, we have um, a WordPress template. So that spins up, um, yeah, I think the best that you can get uh, hosting WordPress on AWS with CloudFront, so the CDN in front of everything, trying to make sure you're not overwhelming your EC2 instances behind everything. Um, so that's maybe another interesting um, template or area that we cover. So basically, we, we cover some areas that <laughs> that we uh, stumbled upon over the years, and then we also have the the really the basics that you can use to build your own uh, infrastructures and deploy your own applications. So it's basically a mixture. Yeah, and maybe one one um, thing to add here is that we also have a template for a static website, and that's actually the template that we use to run all our websites, including cloudonar.io. Um, so we use the templates ourselves, of course. Um, so um, that's also like a big motivation for us to make sure that they are uh, up to date. For for example, the static website template, um, things that changed in the last maybe year is like support for, um, I think HTTP2 support was added. And um, also um, recently, um, there were a couple of, of changes um, regarding how I mean, there are a couple of problems with the index file in folders with 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 CloudFront by default, which is not working. So we have support for that using Lambda Edge, for example. And I mean, there are also more sophisticated use cases that you can actually uh, cover with the templates, and uh, because we were running into them as well. Yeah. yeah. So I can give you so one one thing. I really had a we had a really small project. So a consulting client of us um, was building a small web application to calculate um, energy consumption of, of buildings, basically, um, or to simulate that. And the, the goal was to spin up a production-ready AWS infrastructure in a very short amount uh, of time. And um, what I remember from this project, I really started from scratch. So we really had nothing besides the web application, Ruby on Rails, um, and... Um, we spin up the whole infrastructure from scratch, and this this has taken me. I think it was three or four days just for setting up the infrastructure with, with of course making some modifications for that specific client. Um, but you can really build up uh, a more or less complex web application architecture from scratch with all the details um, yeah, very very quickly. So I think that is really helpful. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And you can, of course, also create more complex versions of it. So we have customers where we maybe have hundreds of stacks based on the templates or like microservice environments where many services talk to each other and they all use the templates and uh, to develop the infrastructure. So I hope you find this useful. Like if you are looking for ways to kind of uh, speed up your development workflow, um, then check out the templates because they cover um, really lots of things that you might miss also when you write the template yourself. Um, so all the monitoring, backupping, and security stuff. I mean, it takes time to get that right. So that's it, Andreas. That was uh, all I wanted to say. That basically an, uh, a quick overview of, of our uh, open source project here. Cool. Thank you very much, Michael. So we will add links to the project, uh, to the show notes, of course. Also to the, the other side project that Michael discussed, CFM modules. You will find all the links in the show notes. Check it out. Thank you very much um, for sharing that with us, Michael. Um, and uh, yeah, let me end the episode. So did you learn something new by listening to this podcast episode? 
If so, please tell your friends and co-workers about it. Also, please leave a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Help us to improve our podcast and motivate us to record further episodes by sending your feedback via Twitter, LinkedIn or email. Find our contact details in the show notes as well. Thanks a lot for listening. We will be back in about a month. Bye. Bye.